One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And this is Season 16, Episode 1, There's No Me. In polygamy. There is no me in polygamy, but there is a my in polygamy. <laughs> you know, my property lot, my house, my plague pond. My kids. Heard that from Rob in this episode. My regrets. <laughs> Probably. Somewhere mixed in there. All right. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. We're glad to have you here in our virtual cul-de-sac, as we like to call it. Welcome aboard. We've been recapping Sister Wives for about two years now, which is crazy. Coming up on it, yeah, we actually started on season 14, then we started the rewatch, went back through seasons one through five, one through four? Oh, no, baby, six. Oh, no, I mean, I know we just did six, <laughs> but I'm saying in chronological order, because then 15 was in there in the mix at some point, too. Yes. I, th- I feel like the entire off-season between 15 and 16 was season six. All right, so if you're lost already, we've recapped seasons 1 through 6 and 14 and 15. So welcome to 16. (laughs) I feel like we probably could have (laughs) glossed over a lot of this and simplified this information, but... Well, you know, that's what happens when you uh, have a little rum before you start recording. (laughs) Just a heads up, if you are looking for seasons 1 through (laughs) 4 on the recaps, you can find those over on our Patreon. So over at patreon.com slash pod. Check out our archived episodes over there. Plus, we got a ton of other Let's Talk About It episodes, a bunch of other shows that we sprinkle in on a semi-weekly basis there. And remember, every dollar that you pledge on our Patreon makes us just a little bit more successful than my sister wife's closet. So (laughs) just throwing that in there as well. Sweetening the pot. A little bit more successful. (laughs) A little bit more. Every little bit helps. All right. Why don't you tell us what we're watching this episode? Okay. After rejecting Christine's idea of moving back to Utah, Cody checks in with Janelle and Robin. Then, Cody says he now wants his own lot on the property. 
and the family discusses the possibility of spending the holidays apart. (laughs) So I'm just realizing as he read that, that I kept waiting for him to check in with Mary, which I knew probably wasn't going to happen anyway. But if I had just read the episode description, I would have known it didn't happen. Yeah, it's not going to (laughs) happen. Maybe he was going to pawn it off for later on, follow up. It's on the to-do list if we get around to it, if we have time. He gets to Mary's house once a quarter. She signs the, the check to pay the taxes on the land, and they talk about various topics. Let's be real. He's not due for another visit. The last outdoor driveway meetup that they had didn't go so well. <laughs> and definitely their anniversary murder tarp date did not go well either. <laughs> oh, yes. The uh, the Rice Krispie anniversary. <laughs> That's the anniversary everybody looks forward to. But enough of the TLC description. We got to hear that Carly episode rewrite. Cody takes his wife's temperatures in private. Janelle gets more room for her grow house operation. Robin forgets truly in Savannah's names. All of those things happened. (laughs) It's all stuff that happened. Most of his wife's temperatures. (laughs) Yeah. A couple. Well, you know, Mary's a wife in name, not in practice. Right. The the wives that matter still. (laughs) Janelle and Robin. All right. Let's get into the episode. Yeah, there's a lot to go over here, so we're just going to go ahead and jump right in. In true Sister Wives fashion, we have to start out with a recap of where we left off last season that is at least five to seven minutes long. Yeah, there's a lot of recapping. And basically, the summary is, boy, the family is in a bad way. If you missed last season, basically, Cody was terrible to everyone, but then he was given the convenient excuse to stay away from them when COVID hit. He's the only one going from house to house. Get used to hearing that. (laughs) I couldn't believe that they used the clip again later on. And because of that, the family culture is crumbling. Pretty much the same stuff that we saw back in season five, season six. (laughs) That family culture. We're living apart and we're struggling. It's bad. We left off with the iconic scene of Christine crying while staring at the mountain over on Coyote Pass. She wants to move to Utah, but nobody else wants to. And she doesn't want to do marriage with Cody anymore. We didn't know how serious she was about that. Yeah, until, spoiler alert, more recently, obviously, developments <laughs> and things have advanced on that front when it comes to Christine. All right, so Cody reminds us that they bought this land that they call Coyote Pass two years ago when they moved from Vegas to Flagstaff. And then we get a little flashback scene. Of course. How else are we going to convey this? So we see the family moving boxes and then I hope you all spotted Ari dancing in the street whilst on a leash. That was something impressive. <laughs> that was a sight to behold uh, because then it was one of her many nannies, I'm sure, who was holding the, the other end of that leash, <laughs> keeping her in line. She's very high energy, as we know. I'm not even surprised that Robin's a leash mom. It's confirmed. I'm pretty sure I called that. <laughs> I don't think we needed the footage to know that. No. Mary is recognizing the emotion that Christine is feeling because she's had no relationship with Cody for years. And look, Mary sees value in this downline. She knows nobody's walking away. Okay. (laughs) You didn't put in 30, 25, 28 or whatever, how many years just to give up. Mary has no idea how long Christine's been a member of this family. So it was really hard to kind of pitch that and sell that by emphasizing how valuable a member of this family you are. For however long it is that you've been here, I guess, (laughs) or whatever. Also, it just reinforced that Mary has been sticking around with her shitty marriage 
because of a sunk cost fallacy here. You just put so much time into this. How could you just give up now? I got nothing else to do. <laughs> really? Honestly. Especially with COVID now, I got nothing else to do but to drive Cody crazy. It's my new hobby. That's all I got. <laughs> and this is even a shock to Cody because he thought Mary was going to leave after the whole catfishing thing. Honestly. <laughs> I really enjoyed the quote. I mean, I'm not kicking her out. I'm just letting her know where her relationship with me is at. Yeah, because essentially at the Murder Tarp anniversary date, he explained, I don't see us coming together for a full marriage, whatever that means, anytime soon or ever again, probably. (laughs) But look, that doesn't mean that Cody is leaving Mary. Don't get it twisted. No, no, no. He's just letting her wither on the vine. You see, because it's probably, I bet you Robin said, hey, if anybody's going to leave this family, it has to be on their own accord. You can't leave them, Cody. Oh, she 100% lectured him on that. But that's okay. Mary has enough spite in her. She's going to be sticking this one out. (laughs) I don't think she's going anywhere. She's trying to spread some of it over to Christine. She's like, look, this is what you need to do to survive. You need to tap into this energy. I hear you and I feel what you're feeling. But then she also simultaneously invalidates Christine's feelings at the same time. Just look at the mountain. (laughs) We finally got to hear what Christine thought of that. She said that she appreciates everything Mary is saying. She's lived through a lot. Mary's seen some shit. <laughs> and that and Christy knows that. We all know that. Is that what you want to hear about your marriage though? Man, you've lived through a lot. <laughs> you've seen you've been through a lot. <laughs> That's one way to summarize. Like she's just come back from multiple tours of duty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, now we're picking up. This is new footage because, again, that was all recap from last season, showing us the last scene from last season. So now this is new footage, and Robin's got to chime in right off the bat here. She understands that Christine's upset. Of course she understands. That's been Robin's goal this whole time is to upset Christine. Well, I mean, she does understand exactly how Christine's feeling because she, too, had to convince Cody to move somewhere. Ah, yes. (laughs) But look. All this drama aside, forget it. That's season 15 shit. We need to figure out property boundaries. That's what we're here to do. This is the season 16, the thrilling storylines that we got to get into right now. It would really help Mary decide some things if she could visualize what this whole lot situation was going to be. Because all she can see right now is the pond. Yeah, and I don't think that Mary realizes that's not how visualization works, though, because that the pond is something that's actually in front of you. That's something that you're seeing in reality, whereas I could see where the lines could get blurred a little bit. Well, clearly, Mary doesn't live fully in reality. True. This is true. So I think we need to have a brief conversation with Mary about the concept of visualization before we get started here. But did you like how Yeah, we basically broke Christine down? She's super hurt. And hey, let's go ahead and make some compromises and decisions today. That's what we're deciding to jump into. I thought that that was kind of emotionally battering. Well, we went from letting Christine pitch the move to Utah to talking about splitting the lots up. Like it's a for sure thing we're doing. So yeah, way to invalidate how she is feeling. Just squashed that right out the gate. Yeah. Okay, we let you say your piece. Now let's move on. None of us are interested. We heard you and we're not interested. So she leaves Coyote Pass feeling like basically this is terrible. She never wanted a marriage like the one she has now. 
it's a sad marriage. They don't even hold hands anymore. And that's not going to fly with our freaky bitch. <laughs> that's right. She needs physical contact. <laughs> More than what she's getting. She's not even getting any hand holding. That's not freaky at all. No, no. You must be pretty frustrated <laughs> in more than one way. Yeah. Somehow Christine is shocked that Cody wasn't there to support her today. Why? <laughs> Why are you surprised still? This is how it's been for your entire marriage, unfortunately. But then to round out this segment, camera person for TLC, they earned their pay because we have Christine pulling away from the land and then it's a pan over to the mountain. <laughs> just right in the same frame there. Oh, Beautiful. <laughs> Golden Globe incoming. Two weeks later, I'm glad that we're really hopping this timeline along here. <laughs> we asked for them to speed up the timeline, and they did the best that they could. They were like, all right, well, I guess we'll pull out the two weeks where they were going to keep talking about COVID straight through. We'll just skip over that little piece. We'll sprinkle it in throughout the rest of the season. Cody can't believe that Christine became despondent and angry when everyone shot down the idea of moving and he seems to forget the part where he gaslighted her and pretend that he never heard of the idea left that little bit out so now cody's wanting to talk through this utah rejection with each wife who was absolutely against it at the family meeting so first up we're going to swing by janelle's gardening extraordinaire but remember hashtag tomato gate last season we gotta <laughs> we gotta keep her in check here so we've got the rhubarb and the spinach running wild. That's good. She's doing great. But let's get Cody into a more life-threatening situation. Look, there's an overloaded apple tree. There's all these branches leaning down over a power line. How about you go pick some of those? She sawed the leg off of that ladder before he came over. Yeah, she's standing under it. She's like, yeah, I'll spot you. Wiggle, wiggle. <laughs> Give it a shake. She hasn't forgotten about that life insurance that was talked about last season. Right. Yeah. Two seasons. The past two seasons, she's been asking a lot of questions about what would happen if Cody dies. <laughs> she's been working through those scenarios. Also, don't be fooled about Cody feeling bad for Christine and wanting to support her dreams. He's really just here because he kind of wants to move to Utah. Cody is interested in the St. George area, and he could probably get Robin to move down there, too, because she has family down there. Well, and let's not forget, the first oasis that we were supposed to go to was St. George. Before Cody had to scrap that whole idea, one, they were still in Vegas, and he had to print up a whole new PowerPoint presentation to talk about a move to Flagstaff instead. All right, so Janelle likes Arizona. That's it. She's not leaving Flagstaff. She actually gets very upset when Cody asks her if she'd be willing to move back to Utah. And I don't know if it's just because we're coming from recapping season six and some of the older seasons, but seeing Janelle actually vocalize and standing up for herself here in these situations, I don't remember if she was doing that in 14 and 15 as much, but it's nice to see it here. I think she's gotten a little high on her horse though, because then she says, that's fine. If you guys want to all go to Utah, you can go. I'll stay behind and you can just sign the property over to me. This is where the producer who was interviewing her too sounded shocked. He was like, you would actually do that you would stay in Flagstaff and they would move to Utah and she's like yeah clearly he has not read Robin's New York Times number one bestseller Becoming Sister Wives because yeah Janelle absolutely did that but just give her a year or two maybe she'll swing back down to Utah because it was the same situation there they were living in Wyoming Cody got a job opportunity down in Utah he told the family we're moving to Utah and Janelle said I'm not see ya <laughs> 
fuck I am. <laughs> so <laughs> Cody had to come and convince her after like a year to move down with the rest of the family. Great. She did it. I just couldn't handle that she said you can sign the property over to me. Like, bitch, you got to pay us out for this. What you think? All our money is tied up in Coyote Pass prairie dog dirt. She's like, Elon Musk. She's like, that's a lot of stock I got to sell to pay those taxes. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Then the quote of the episode. Ooh, yeah. Because as it turns out, this threat, it's not new. This isn't uncharted territory for Cody. It's fallen a little flat with him. It's a little empty because he's had three of these four women threaten to leave him for a significant portion of the marriages. Which wife hasn't threatened to leave? <laughs> Robin, of course. No, I think it's Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I, gu- I guarantee you it's Mary. She's, she's never leaving. It's more of a threat for her to stay. It is. And she knows that now. And she's using it. <laughs> All right. So we need to confirm Janelle's vote. And she flips because this better not come down to a vote. We're not here for democracy. <laughs> Didn't sign up for that. There is nothing in Utah for her. And she's not going there. The whole goal was to get the family out of Vegas. Maybe they should have come to a more general consensus on where they were going to land after departing Vegas because that's where it gets a little wishy-washy because now we're in Arizona and some people are ready to put down roots and just call it home. This is where we're going to be, whereas Christine is now having the opportunity to go back to Utah. Polygamy's been decriminalized. They got a bunch of family down there. Let's just do it. I'm starting to think that the family culture is just moving. And maybe that's the problem here that where they feel like they're the family culture is evaporating and dissolving right in front of them. Because if they put down roots in Flagstaff, that's it. There is no more moving. I think that that's a, a good point. That's what most of the show has been comprised of. One move after another, talking about moving, moving from a rental to a house to another rental firehouse. Moving and then having family culture because you're separate. Separate, living together, living together, separate. (laughs) But yeah, now we're ending up in Arizona here. We have kind of Janelle on one extreme and Christine on the other because Janelle's saying, nope, this is it. I'm living in Flagstaff. End of discussion. And Christine is saying, nope, I'm going back to Utah because that's where my kids are and Flagstaff is not home. So now let's see where Robin and Mary fall in the middle. But first, in a confessional, Cody claims he doesn't care either way whether they stay in Flagstaff, they move back to Utah. But now he's got a problem. He's got two princesses arguing about this, and he's stuck in the middle. Given ultimatums here. And this is the first time I think that he's lumped in Janelle in the princess category, because normally that is a title fit only for Christine. Yeah, I'm ready for him to stop using that as a derogatory term. It's kind of a catch-all, because we saw it a lot in season six, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Referring to the wives as princesses when they're asking for their needs to be met (laughs) or just to be heard in general. If anyone's a princess, it's Robin living in that $900,000 house. Oh, I thought you were going to say it's Cody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's living there too. That too. Okay, let's take a quick break to hear from this episode's sponsor and to fill up those margarita glasses. As a viewer of Sister Wives, you already know therapy comes in all shapes and sizes, but not all of us have the luxury of taking a weekend away in Sedona to focus on our family mission statement. If something is preventing you from achieving your goals or interfering with your happiness, you can start communicating with a licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours with BetterHelp. Find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to the counselors located near you. The services listed are available for clients worldwide. 
And BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Maybe you're just looking to find your Nancy. Maybe you're more of a Pat kind of gal or guy. Delicious. <laughs> Anything you share there is completely confidential. You don't have to worry about Mama Plath rifling through your phone, reading your text messages, because everything is in a secured application where you can communicate right there with your therapist. With BetterHelp, you'll gain access to licensed professional counselors with a variety of specialties. All sorts of topics ranging from depression. Got it. Stress. Check. Anxiety. Me. Relationships. All right. We're okay. Okay. <laughs> Sleeping. Oh, yeah. Trauma. Mm-hmm. Anger. Maybe Cody needs to give a call. Yeah, maybe Cody. We want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash SSW. Join over a million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash SSW. Check the episode show notes for the link. Okay, we are back. Today, everyone is meeting at Christine's house, and she is pretending to be enthusiastic about having to be around everyone and have these conversations. All the adults are meeting up in Christine's backyard. Christine is setting up chairs in her backyard. I guess she doesn't have a tape measure. She thinks the chairs are six feet apart. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> we'll see if Robin turns around and leaves. That'll be the determining factor there. But it looks like Mary and Janelle showed up. And then Cody comes rolling in wearing a uh, very boxy flannel <laughs> shirt. It's like the uh, like the Al Borland collection or something. <laughs> He's had a few shirts lately that have not fit well. It's a Sears clearance special. <laughs> Maybe they need to bring back Sam from season six to take it in a little bit. Take it in. <laughs> well, luckily, Janelle has brought her mask and an umbrella, which I am assuming she's going to use as a social distancing stick. Uh, that's the best way to do that. Yes, <laughs> that is the only way to ensure a safe and proper distance. <laughs> it was an unusually large umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that seemed to be a trend because she was very concerned about rain this whole episode. <laughs> she had the umbrella for this meeting. Then she brings up a concern later on when they're on the property, too. That seemed to be a, a recurring theme for her. Well, she's very into gardening lately, so she's probably reading the Farmer's Almanac on a regular basis. Yeah, she's just really in tune <laughs> with the clouds and the wind. <laughs> the weather patterns in general. She just knows what's going on. She's all dialed in. Cody tells us again that he's the only one moving from house to house because no one wanted to quarantine from the world that much, which is exactly why going from house to house still doesn't make sense. Yeah, so that's where we get confused because Cody's trying to explain their COVID protocols, but then it still doesn't make sense because if Cody's not quarantining between houses, that's not quarantining. You're still spreading the risk. So then it's just the same risk, unless he's just not outright saying, I'm staying at Robbins, because that's <laughs> basically what ends up happening. Well, we know he's definitely doing quite a bit of that. So then Cody has to complain about how COVID ruined his white boy summer. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really big blow for him. <laughs> They're starting to think about later on in the year, though. We've lost spring. We've lost summer. What is going to happen come the holidays? Uh, Cody's just guessing this whole COVID thing, that should blow over by Christmas. We should be done with that. That's out to pasture. By Christmas time, 2020, done with. I'm sorry, did anyone ever think that it was going to be better in the winter? No. I'm trying to remember. 
Wasn't it always predicted that that was going to be a terrible time just because it overlapped with flu season? Everything was going to spike back up again. But just, and even Janelle, when she was trying to explain, well, I mean, probably next spring, spring 2021, we should be in the clear with the whole COVID thing. And it's like the short sightedness of this family never ceases to amaze me. <laughs> to think that a global pandemic it should just blow over in about a year. I think we'll be back to normal. Janelle is very upset at the idea of having to spend Christmas together via Zoom. They've had a few family Zoom calls already. Christine has been upside down for one of them. Robin has spent much time in her vehicle during the others. She's not willing to do that while feasting on her Christmas dinner. The leash is so long to reach out to her car. It's just (laughs) such an inconvenience. So then she threatens, well, if that's going to happen, I'm just going to go to North Carolina She's going to go spend Christmas with Maddie because that's a great solution. Let's travel. Yeah, that'll fix it. That'll keep Cody out of my house for another two weeks after I get back. Which may be a good thing because Cody seems to be a little bit unstable in his confessional footage. He is really yelling like a madman. Did you like how Cody was blaming the moms for his children's reaction? And not even children at this point. These are young adult people, late teens, early 20s. You mean the part where he is so paranoid that he thinks that Janelle is talking shit behind his back and that the boys are repeating the things that she is secretly saying to them? Yeah, that theory (laughs) that he presented that Gabe and Garrison have been turned against him by Janelle (laughs) on his reactions to COVID. And it's like, dude, no. Yeah, I don't know. Cody supposedly spent all that time at Robin's house, but it feels like he's been in the woods alone for a long period of time. Yeah, he's coming out Unabomber mentality. (laughs) Then he starts rambling about how someone gave him an illness at one point that ripped through the entire family just from a handshake. That's cold and flu season, baby. I did want to know when that occurred. What was it? Are we talking about the origin of the cold sores in this family? Are we talking about little Truly's touch of flu back in season six? Well, I don't think it's the... uh cold sore situation because that's <laughs> that's still an affliction to this day well this conversation's not going much better than any of the other ones they've had about covid cody's gonna leave it by saying he knows what he's gonna do and if they want to get together they can just figure it out but he doesn't see them getting together for a big christmas gathering cody can't tell his family what to do he's gonna make his decisions but i get the feeling we're not gonna be able to have a full family get together for christmas Someone else is going to have to carve the rare who roast beast this year. Yeah, it's not going to be Cody. (laughs) This is where Janelle starts pushing back here. She's respecting everybody else's stance on COVID, but she wants everybody to understand where she's coming from, too. For example, she has concerns where Hunter has been home for longer than he's ever been home, and he still hasn't seen Robin or any of her kids. Shots fired. (laughs) Look out. (laughs) She called Robin out on the fucking carpet. Right on there. But not to be outdone, Robin throws it right back onto Hunter because somehow it's his fault. Well, he hasn't called Robin. He could have asked to come over and sit outside. Like, why is that his job? Aren't you supposed to be one of his moms? Cody knows that he's there. He's his father. Look, Robin hates social distancing, but people have different priorities, clearly. If you're not willing to step out of your lane and come over to Robin and ask if you can come to her house, sit outside with her kids and social distance to see them, She doesn't know how to help you. You have to clamor at the gates first. 
But remember what we said, there's no me in polygamy, but there is some my, because here comes Robin with some my. My relationship with Cody is struggling because he hasn't seen his family. And I bet you a million dollars. I bet you $990,000 of that She-Ra Chateau. <laughs> that that's the only reason she gives a shit about this is because Cody not seeing the rest of his family adds pressure to her relationship with Cody. And that's the only reason why it's a negative for her. Look, this is feeling kind of hopeless. Cody's got to find something to get everyone back on board and looking forward to together. So he is planning to get a surveyor out on the property. Thank God. Hallelujah. (laughs) It's about fucking time. Finally, we get to have the conversation about the lots. That is not hypothetical because we have a professional here who can tell us how the lots can actually be split up. Thank you, TLC, for finally getting around to this. Next, we get to see Cody heading over to Robbins, a.k.a. heading back home. Yeah, because we get some bullshit footage of Cody pulling up the driveway to try and convince us like he hasn't been there for the past six months. (laughs) Some bullshit. But remember, he's trying to check these temperatures in private. (laughs) Supposedly, he's here to talk to her about the move. But his conversation with Janelle really pushed him into the stay in Flagstaff camp. Why are we having this conversation? Though? Not really, though. Yeah, he's still going to open with the question to Robin about, eh, you got family in Utah, right? <laughs> you still into that? But I've moved to Utah and left Janelle somewhere for a year and a half. I can come back and get her. <laughs> it's happened. Still not totally off the table. It's We got options is what I'm saying. Cody tells Robin he's not trying to be pushy, but Christine really wants to move back to Utah. And they have to have this discussion before they start building on Coyote Pass. At least that makes sense. This is where Robin starts to explain. She heard Christine talking at the last family meeting about this move to Utah. She thought it was more of this hypothetical concept of moving to Utah, but now it's this thing that's not going away. Well, I mean, not yet, right? She thought they took care of that. Right. So Robin wishes that they could move back to Utah. Oh, she wants to be there, but she's too invested here in Flagstaff. With what, though? (laughs) What are you doing? Are you providing any services to the community? Do you volunteer? Do you have a job? Are you involved in the kids' school? She bought this house. (laughs) That's your investment. And I guess in Coyote Pass, in the property? Yeah, your money is all tied up in property. (laughs) She also apparently learned a new word because she keeps telling us that she understands how Christine feels. She validates that. She's been watching a lot of Bachelor. (laughs) While they've been in quarantine, apparently. I guess so. I validate that, but... But I invalidate that. Because my kids are happy here, and that's really all that matters, right? (laughs) So fuck off. Remember when Gabe was happy in Las Vegas and didn't want to leave? Or when Gwen was elected, like, class treasurer or something, and they were going to move away, and she wasn't ever going to get to fulfill that? And we just pulled them right out of that at the end of high school there when they were nice and settled in, because (laughs) fuck them kids. Remember that? We remember, Robin. We remember. But then here's another big word for Robin. It's a $10 word for Robin. She doesn't want to be a transient family. She's got concerns. There's this carrot being dangled in front of her. Is that what she's calling it now? (laughs) That old thing? She's still going back to this whole story about if they move to Utah, they're going to be persecuted. People are going to assume that they are terrible human beings living polygamy engaged well, well, okay. the show hasn't helped with okay. that i guess <laughs> i meant in the sense that they're engaging in things like abuse 
Well, well yeah, that still doesn't narrow this down. <laughs> we got to be more specific. Anyway, she's convinced that back in the 1980s when she was in school, her future was altered because she didn't do things like join clubs at school because she was afraid that people might find out about her family and she doesn't want her kids to live that way. Well, they also didn't teach Common Core math, so a lot's changed <laughs> since Robin's been in school in the 80s. But she's just really worried about moving back to Utah and having all these kids get bold. Bold, bold, bully, bold. <laughs> all the kids? No, well, just my kids. Because remember, it's not me in polygamy. My kids in polygamy. <laughs> I guess she then corrected to our children. Oh, whoopsie doopsie. Yes, sorry. Me and Cody. She you did catch are. it. Yes. <laughs> and she's not going to let them be put on an altar. Then she tries to save her ass in the confessional by saying, it's not just her kids that need to be considered. It's also Christine's youngest. I don't remember her name at this point, but... Janelle's youngest kids, plural. I think she still has a few young ones <laughs> running around, right? I've seen, a, I've seen a couple of them here and there, passing through my front yard. I've seen them down the driveway from a distance. It's hard to tell. But look, there's, there is one thing that I can agree with Robin on. She's basically saying, find a place... Call it home and make it home. You need. We all need to make a decision. Collectively, if this is where we're going to be, this is where we're going to be. She's done with this storyline. We don't want to move anymore. Wrap it up. <laughs> all right. So now we've gotten two wives input here. He just needs to get verification that Mary's on the same page, which I'm assuming he's going to do via email or something. Yeah, he's not looking to warm this thermometer up for, for a third time. <laughs> And then he's going to have to go back and break it to Christine. So then this is where Robin gets to chime in a little bit more because it's Robin telling him, don't go back to Christine and tell her that she's been outvoted because that's basically the route that Cody was going to go. Well, she doesn't like that idea because it throws the sister wives under the bus. Correct. And she wants the conflict to be strictly between Christine and Cody. That's where it needs to be. Christine knows that this is the way their family functions. Majority rules. It's how it has always been. So why Robin thinks that that is going to offend Christine or make her feel like other people are controlling her life when she's been doing this for almost 30 years. 25, 28. Wh whatever. Whatever. However many years you've been a vital part of this family. <laughs> it's a little confusing. Cody finally loses it with Robin. And that was enjoyable to see on camera. I liked to see him snap at Robin. <laughs> Thanks for the tip. Thanks for the hot tip. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But yeah, for not having a head wife, there's a whole lot of direction from Robin on how Cody should manage his relationship <laughs> with Christine. Yeah. Actually, I don't think you should approach it that way. And here are the exact words that you should use when you have the conversation with her. Right. Because if anything, it's going to drive Christine more insane. Like you said, the family structure has always been majority rules. We kind of figure out what works best for everybody. So if you have Cody coming to her and just saying flat out, I'm telling you no, that shifts the entire dynamic of this decision. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. All right. It is time to meet up at Coyote Pass because Cody has finally called the surveyor, Mike, who used to be an extra in Pirates of the Caribbean. Fun fact. Maybe. <laughs> you can't You can't prove it wrong. Uh, yeah, everybody is pulling up in their big vehicles to get these big people onto this big property to take a look over here, as Cody would put it. He introduces Mary, Janelle, Christine, and Robin as his wives. That makes Mary pretty happy. She's... In the wife category again. It's a sad joke there. And, and we're laughing to hide the pain, Mary, and we can tell. <laughs> then, of course, we need to find out what he thinks of it because we always have to go back to that old trope. What does the person who's not familiar with polygamy think of the Browns? And Mike sums it up pretty quick. None of my business. <laughs> he says it completely deadpan into the camera. Does not give two fucks. And we're off. I'm not. Legally required to provide an opinion on that. <laughs> I'm not getting paid for that here today. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> what they are doing is they are rearranging the lots. Because Cody says the way they are arranged now doesn't work for them. For him. For him. <laughs> he meant him. And luckily, he's got a new configuration all worked up already that he hasn't shared with any of his wives yet. Yeah, Cody's got a few ideas, so... Here we go, because the last time we discussed the lots was back in season 14, and it didn't go well. <laughs> but Robin gets to rewrite history again here, remembering back fondly on that day that her and Mary, they weren't fighting. It just looked like they were fighting, and that's funny. You mean the time that they stormed off the property in separate directions, and then Robin looped back around to come talk shit after Mary left? Yep, that was the time, <laughs> because they weren't fighting. It just looked like they were fighting. <laughs> the table scraps episode. How could we forget? So let's throw that fight behind us because we're not even talking about the same configuration of the land anymore. This is a whole new set of land and a whole new set of problems. Now Cody is trying to split the property into five lots, two large ones and three smaller ones stacked on the side. Because you know what the issue was last time. I don't think we had enough lots in the mix. We needed to add an extra one in there. That should simplify things real quick. And in case you weren't already confused, we're also going to flip the map and reorient it from the direction we looked at it for two fucking seasons already to talk about this in this entire conversation. Great. So now looking at the new design, the road is to the south. It's at the bottom of the screen. 
And the woods are to the right, the east. The pond is to the north. And Robin's to the west. So get your compass out. Robin is true west. (laughs) Why are there five lots? Because the fifth lot is going to be Cody's. Why? Because he needs the lot with the pond. Because it's the only fucking way we're going to keep Mary away from it. What it really comes down to is we need a neutral gathering site for the entire family. And that's what we're going to use that for. Are there like seven people left in this family? (laughs) Pretty much. At this point, it's slim pickings. Why do we need a whole house? We don't. (laughs) It makes no sense for him to own his own lot. So what it runs down to is Janelle has concerns about the pond. And she's made those abundantly clear. And that shouldn't be on anybody's property. So it's going on Cody's. Mary knows that someone is concerned about it. (laughs) She does point out Janelle. She knows. That the shit she did to Janelle back in the day is coming back to bite her in the ass when it comes to this pond. But now she doesn't care about it. Before, she wanted it. Remember that? She had great visions of building a tiki bar right off of it. A little paddle boat out there. (laughs) Gonna get sloshed in the middle of the day. (laughs) Just ride around in circles. Great. Well, now she doesn't even want to swim in it because, ew. It's gross. Yuck. The sentiment has changed. Janelle needs the water, though. She's going to use it on her plants in the greenhouse. Yeah, she's got to further that grow operation in case you missed it. Apparently, Janelle's always wanted greenhouses. When did that happen? Because this is the first time we're ever hearing of it. Well, aside from hashtag Tomatogate last year. (laughs) So it turns out we need to reconfigure the lots around the greenhouses. Very important. We can't move the greenhouses. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, the pond can't move, so the greenhouses can't move. So those are set. We have to build around those. And lucky for Janelle, that means that lot number four is going to be hers because that's the only place they can put the greenhouses without her needing to take something like a golf cart out to reach them. Isn't this such like a first world problem, though, (laughs) where if you have four acres of land and you have a greenhouse... And you don't want to walk out to the greenhouse? She complained at some point about without having to take like 10,000 steps. And I was like, girl, get your Fitbit on. Get your steps in. (laughs) For real. Or, okay, not even that. Get an ATV. You don't need a golf cart. You can have a four-wheeler zipping around. Can you imagine Janelle on the back of an ATV riding out into her greenhouse field? (laughs) Harvesting that yield? They're going to put a basket on the front of it so she could put the apples in there. Not even a four-wheeler. Yeah, you could get like a, a gator. Remember those? <laughs> what, like an alligator? No, not an alligator. <laughs> what the fuck is a gator? It's a gator. It's like the, uh, it's basically like a big golf cart with a flatbed on the back. <laughs> oh, you're going to learn a thing or two about gators. <laughs> All right, so that's the one big lot. Now there's another large one off to the side of it. That one's going to be Robin's lot. Because she has made it clear from day one that she doesn't want to be in the trees. No, I think she just needs four acres to have room for her neck. <laughs> it's a new season. We got to check your neck. It's, uh, it's still there. <laughs> Hashtag check your neck. Anyway, I rewound the tape on that because whenever Cody declares anything... I need to go back and make sure that's factual. It's a 50-50 shot. Yeah. <laughs> it turns out not true because in season 14, he says Robin wants to be in the trees in the episode where the fight takes place. So did he mistakenly say Robin instead of Mary on the couch for this episode? Because no. Mary was very 
clear that she did not want to be in the trees. But then he assumed that she wanted to be in the trees back in season 14, too. No, Cody is a very confused man. He doesn't know what's happening with these trees. Robin did not like getting the table scraps. She didn't want to be in the trees. He told her she had to be in the trees because that's the only way they could keep Mary away from the pond. Now he knows she does not, in fact, want to be in the trees. So we have reconfigured the lots so that Robin gets one of the best lots with the least trees on it. So here's my theory. We got the two wives who are being the most amicable with this entire moving situation you have in Cody's eyes. We've got Robin. We've got Janelle. They get the big lots. Cool. Right. What a coincidence. I'm sure that is pure coincidence. Putting the wives who are on the outs on the little side stack with Cody. So Cody gets the top one. And then it's Christine and Mary, whichever order you want to put them closer to the road, whatever. Evil genius, in my opinion. I think this is set up so that way Cody can just absorb those lots when they eventually leave the family. That's exactly what he's going to do. If they ever get to the point of building houses on them, which I don't think he thinks is going to happen, that'll be one thing. But if they leave beforehand, he is going to take said lot and just move his property line back. So you want to know how petty of a bitch I would have been? (laughs) If I was Christine, I would have fought tooth and nail for the third lot, the bottom one that was closest to the road with the trees. Well, that's the one he wants to give her anyway. That's the one he wants to give her. I would have fought for it. So then, yes, I absolutely end up with that one. I would build a house to completion on that land and then leave. (laughs) Because then now you have Cody's land up on the top. You have Mary's directly under him. And then you have this unusable one with a house that you just built for me that I'm not going to be living in. You can't combine those lots. You got Mary in the middle. She's not going to take my house. She don't want it. No, Mary is very picky. And she needs to stay as close to Cody as possible. I was surprised he wanted her in his backyard. Were you surprised by that? Yeah, that was a little close. Well, it's not his backyard because obviously he's going to be over on Robin's acreage on lot number five. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Only when he's visiting the pond house. Just when he busts out the jet skis. Just do some donuts with the wave runners. Now, Mary is hearing what Cody is saying, and she actually stands up for Christine and points out that this configuration does not allow everyone to build a house where they originally wanted one. Christine, in particular, lost her lot entirely and now is in an area that she didn't want to be in at all. Because if you may remember from a few seasons ago on the original schematics that we had drawn up, again, we flipped everything and reversed it for this. (laughs) Christine put that thing down, flipped it, and reversed it. But the original property that she wanted to build on is essentially where the greenhouses go now. Right. Exactly. That land is spoken for. They're more important than Christine. The crop. (laughs) The harvest. But there's no me in polygamy. So Christine is trying really hard to be a team player, even though Janelle just took her lot. Cody's trying to cover his track. So he tries to get Mike to pretend to agree with him. But Mary is on to them because she suspects that Cody already asked Mike to help sell this idea to the wives. Cody's getting the feeling that the wives feel like they weren't involved in this decision at all. He's starting to get that suspicion. Hmm. They don't want to commit to anything until they have walked the property and looked at all of the lots, which frustrates Cody because he doesn't want them to actually see where their houses are going to go. He just wants them to agree to what he has mapped out. Just visualize it, Mary. (laughs) Close your eyes and imagine you're there at the lot and it's perfect. This all would have been resolved, though, if Cody hadn't let his family get to the point of anarchy because it's really inconveniencing him now. 
Oh, what is it? A ounce of prevention's worth a pound of cure? Looking back on it. Probably should have nipped that in the bud. And I like how Janelle already has to come out the gate with some ground rules for this looky-loo that we're about to do. We're just going to go walk around and look at the plots. Cody, rein in the sales tactics. Don't try and sell us on which lots. We just want to go look and see where the property lines would be drawn and who is getting what plot. Cody hears none of that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just walk and see. We get to lot number one first, which is where Cody's doghouse, <laughs> Freudian slip, according to Christine, is going to be located. Okay, Christine's joke aside, we've already established Cody doesn't like dogs. <laughs> That's been established. <laughs> Not a dog house. What is it, like a, a reptile terrarium or something? <laughs> it's a safe house. <laughs> safe house. To protect the crops, the yield, the harvest. Then we get to look at the second lot, which again is one of the tiny shitty lots. Mary has no problem with taking it. But it doesn't even matter. Now she's okay with living near the trees in the trees. I don't know. Do we know what Mary's thinking at this point? I don't know. She seems to be very positive. I was going to say, I feel like somebody slipped something in her margarita on the way over here. <laughs> going real positive into this. She's definitely enjoying one or two glasses before she comes over to any family meeting now. Plus, Mary knows better. She knows there's going to be a million more conversations about this conversation. Nothing that we're deciding today is set in stone. Cody's getting pissed because no one is following him as he runs through the woods. He's trying to illustrate the boundaries. And he whistles at everyone, which really gets Christine mad. Well, when you start whistling to people like cattle, like you're on a drive trying to steer them out to pasture, <laughs> it's not usually met with the reaction that you're looking to get. Not a good lead-in to going to see the lot he has proposed to her because this is lot number three. Well, can we make a note for future reference to because as we're walking to lot number three, Mike the Surveyor points out, this is going to be really rough to clear out all this land. Look at all this rock over here. <laughs> it seems like it's going to be kind of tough to get this in a state where you can build on it. But nobody hears this. That sounds like a lot of negative talk. And we're all positive today. Christine is acting like she wants the lot. And dumbass Robin believes that she's being genuine about it. Christine hasn't even looked around. And she just goes, can I build here? Yes. Sure, I'll take it. Yep, sold. Good, because I'm not actually going to take it. Awesome, great. <laughs> I have my own plan. But uh, Robin's thinking this is a good sign. Maybe she's dropping the whole Utah thing and we can finally get the family back together. Let's get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that did play in my head. I don't think Robin knows what she's getting into. Cody knows he's really fucked Christine over here, so he starts hard selling this lot. And he's trying to pitch this as the best lot. It's the lot that he's loved since the beginning. <laughs> it's the lot nobody wanted last season. He's talking up the lot in front of all of the other wives again. So whenever he's trying to sell a lot, he's selling it to one wife while all the other ones are around too. So then Mary starts to pick up on this. Maybe I should build here. Oh, this was the highlight of the episode for me where you just hear and you get the shot of it too from behind Cody. Mary off in the distance, mocking him about how lot three is Cody's favorite, the best spot on the property, the big shebang, the big kahuna, the best ever. Maybe if Mary builds here, Cody will come visit. It's his favorite, after all. <laughs> and she just starts hysterically laughing because she knows that is ridiculous and not going to happen. It's never going to happen, and it's not true. <laughs> so Christine is not excited to move on to the property in any way, shape, or form, but everybody else is, so she's just trying to talk herself into staying. And it's more of a constant struggle now to keep convincing herself that she needs to stay here with these people. 
and it's kind of wearing her down. Meanwhile, Cody is trying to claim that wooded property is worth more money to explain away the size of Mary and Christine's lots compared to those of Janelle and Robin. Because as we step out of the trees, out of the woods, from plots one, two, and three, there's a vast expanse of land for zones four and five here. And Mary's like, that's a lot of land over this way. Doesn't it seem a little large over here? A little bit bigger? More room? Hmm. Suspicious. And Cody's like, oh yeah, that's because trees, that's where the money is (laughs) on those first three lots. We have had a focus group of four for the past two seasons. And what we've learned so far is nobody wants the trees. So how are these trees worth more? They cost more to remove as part of the the building process. Maybe in addition to the greenhouses, we're also going to get in the lumber business. Ah, there's gold in them there, Hills. (laughs) Robin has been Cody's cheerleader through this entire property tour. This is where we end up, thankfully, on the fifth lot, which is hers. Because as it turns out, according to Robin, every lot I walk ends up being my new favorite lot. (laughs) So it's a good thing we ended up here because, I mean, remember, she has the short-term memory span of a goldfish. (laughs) So she doesn't remember plots one, two, and three at this point. (laughs) She's also got to really downplay the fact that her lot is way better than the others by acting like she envies those. (laughs) Right. Then you just hear Mary off in the distance again. You can't have them all, Robin. Just throwing it out there. That's not an option, okay? I won't stand for that crap. Because they've divided the lots this way, there is no longer an extra lot for income properties or for the kids to live on. So Cody tells them they're going to have to work that within the lots that they have chosen. So if they want to subdivide for their kids, better hope your lot's big enough. So maybe that's why Robin's lot's so big. Is that the excuse that we're given? Bingo. Let's be real. Robin's kids may get out of her house, but they're not making it past the property line. They might go over to Cody's pond every once in a while, maybe. And let's be honest, over at plot four, Janelle's plants are her children. (laughs) Those are the ones who are staying. Those are the ones who are getting the land priority. Christine's just rolling her eyes in the confessional. Her kids are all going to go live in Utah, so she's good. She doesn't need the extra room for that. She doesn't even need to build. She'll (laughs) see you later. You can just pay her on her way out. Now, Cody makes a random comment about how what one of them does affects all the others, just like COVID. And that is Janelle's cue to dip. Yeah, this is when she hits him with the hurry up. I think the rain's going to hit. We got to go. Let's get out of here. Stop talking. Christine is disappointed in what Coyote Pass is becoming. First, it sounded like it was going to be just like the Vegas cul-de-sac, but this is starting to feel really separate. Lucky for her, though, she's just not interested anymore. Next episode, Janelle's kids have strong opinions about Cody's COVID rules, and Cody makes a surprise visit to Mary's. Then, Cody organizes an outdoor get-together for the whole family, their first time seeing each other in months. From what I could tell from the trailer that was released, it seems like this whole season is just going to be the Christine meltdown, train wreck, slow motion, slow build, slow burn. (laughs) Yep, pretty much. And we're still talking about COVID. I did like that they dialed it back this episode. So I hope that continues as we move forward. Yeah, we don't need to still have it be a talking point. I get it for them to plan family gatherings and stuff like that. It's going to come up, but maybe not as a focal point, not as the main storyline. Right. Maybe we don't say I'm the only one going from house to house five times an episode. We're clear on that. We can dial that back. We can cut those out of the future ones. 
entirely. It's going to be a good season. Stick in here with us. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review on Apple Podcast. Be sure to tweet with us about the episode at surviving underscore pod. Stay tuned. Share with friends. See you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.